in our sport, messing up means things like this, you know? Yeah. And and not enjoying it could also equate to things like this because you're half-assing it. So just maintaining the balance of those two things is very important. As a very uh, fine line, right? Very, very fine. Evident by, you know, your face, there's a very fine yeah. <laughs> line. What do you make of Pantoja now as the champion in your weight class? What do you think about it? I think it's cool. I think uh, he's earned it. He's done really well. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I haven't seen a lot of promo for him. You know, when when Brandon Moreno and Figueroa uh, became the champ, you would see it everywhere. Hey, Victor, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good, man. Good. It looks like you had a little incident yesterday, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. The fight biz right here. <laughs> It's like, so you want to be a fighter, huh? That's the first thing that comes to mind, right? Anyone that wants to be a fighter out there, that's that's the kind of stuff you got to deal with. Yeah, and um, you just have to take it how it goes. You know, you can't be mad about it. You can't be upset about it. It's just things that happen. I mean, you're constantly trying to better yourself at something that constitutes hurting someone else. And you're bound to be that person sometimes, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So what are you, you hanging out outside right now? Yeah, I'm outside. Um, we're just enjoying the nice weather change. It's a little cooler right now. And um, just, you know, enjoying the breeze. Not that I have this week off to rest and recover from the cut. Yeah, how did it happen? I was uh, spinning backfist, right? So something completely legal. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary in, spin, in uh, sparring. But I came in to close the distance for a clinch. And so I caught the elbow instead of the backfist. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess it happens, right? Yeah. Where are you training right now? Is that, where did that go down? Oh, this happened at uh, Next Gen, Next okay. Generation in Frisco with uh, Coach Chris Brendan. Okay, they yeah, gotcha. sparring. Yeah, man. Look, obviously, it's been a few months since we've seen you. What have you been up to, man? Obviously, we saw you last, what was it, like in June, I think? So what have you been up yeah. to, man? I've been training, um, just constantly working, getting better. I've been working a lot more on my grappling with uh, with the gym where I work at at double five and now with next okay. generation and with uh, coach Chris Brennan and it's really you know helping I'm getting exposed to a lot of high level grapplers not only not only grapplers as specialists but also grapplers as MMA fighters right because there is a slight difference between the amount of good work and learning experiences but still different for the habits that you want to have when it comes to fighting. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And obviously, you know, obviously you're of Mexican descent, right? When you're not fighting and all that, where do you, do you hang out in Mexico? No, I hang out here um, in Fort Worth where I have my family, my wife, my two kids. You got um, everyone there. No, just, just my nuclear family. I have my mom sure. and my sister. Close family, yeah. My close family, mom, sister, and a few cousins here, but all of my dad's side of the family and the rest of my mom's family is in Mexico City. So I work here, I train here, so most of my time is spent here. And anytime I have some free time, or you know, I can escape for a few days or maybe a week or two, I'll go yeah. to Mexico and enjoy my family there as well as some training if I get a chance. But for the most part, I stay here in the Fort Worth area. Good man, that's good to hear. Because I've seen some some nice backdrops that you had and some training uh, pictures or footage where you're training behind, you know, in front of some very cool exotic places like Mexico. So I had wondered if maybe you spend time over there. Oh yeah, yeah, I do as much as I can. 
I mean, you want to spend time in the nicest places. Uh, and if you're born there as well, that's a plus, right? Um, yeah. Talking about, you know, Mexicans and fighters that are from Mexican descent and all that. It's interesting, right? Because you look at a guy like Brandon Moreno, who was a former champion in your weight class. He took some weight, you know, he took some losses, right? Came back to become a champion. I think he even was out of the UFC, right? You look at a guy like that, right? From, you know, the same descent as you, does that sort of motivate you going forward? Anytime maybe you take a loss, you get a setback, you look at guys like him and you go, you know what is possible? Cause this guy was even out of the UFC and he was able to bounce back. So, you know, one loss isn't the end of the world. Is that, do you think along those lines ever? Yeah. Yeah. I think it helps, you know, taking a loss can kind of get you down. It's, um, it's a difficult thing to do, but it's also something that's necessary for anybody really to take a loss in any any aspect of their life. It doesn't really matter your profession, but when you take a loss, you have to kind to, you know, look inside yourself and think, okay, what is it that I do? What is it that needs to be changed? What is it need, what needs to be maintained and what needs to be upgraded? And you have to look at it as an opportunity to become more instead of as an opportunity to, you know, abandoning or quit. Um, it is it is a difficult thing to take an, a loss because it really makes you question your abilities. And sure. as it should, as it should, but you should answer those questions with positivity, with, with excitement, with inspiration to become more. And looking at people who've done it before lets you know that it's not the wrong path to do. It's not the wrong path to take and it's not something that's going to waste your time to invert even more of yourself to whatever it is that you're pursuing. Yeah, hundred percent agree, man. Now you mentioned something interesting, right? You said that you were focusing a lot on the grappling or something along the lines of you were training a lot of grappling with different people. Is that something that came, you know, byproduct of the last fight of how that went down? Is it because of that? Or is it something you wanted to do regardless? It's something that I've been doing regardless for the longest time. Uh, of course, my background was always been the striking. I started with Taekwondo and I did, right. I've done striking for 20 years and I've only done grappling for 10 years. And because of that, I know that most of the opponents that I've faced throughout the years know that my main thing is to strike. And therefore, it is smart of them to focus on attacking me with their grappling. And I cannot neglect that. And therefore, I have to double down on the practice, on the training, on the learning of the grappling aspect of the fight, because that is where most of my opponents are going to see the way to 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 defeat me, right? If, if they want to find a way to give me the hardest time, it's going to be the one that I've trained the least. And that is true for every fighter. You know, if I'm about to fight a grappler, I want to yeah. focus on keeping it on the feet. If I'm about to start a striker, then I want to try to drown him with the grappling. And it is, you know, something yeah. that all the fighters, as smart as they are, need to focus strategically to do it. And me focusing on the grappling is just closing those holes of my game, which is what I've trained the least, which is grappling. Let's talk about that last time we saw you in action, right? Tim Elliott, he's known to have a little bit of an awkward style, you could say, right? It's kind of hard, could be a little weird to deal with, right? Did he throw you off at all with anything he did when you were in the octagon with him? No, not really. Um, he's really talented, an amazing grappler, of course. And uh, But as far as the movement and rhythm that goes throwing me off, no, no I wouldn't say that it threw me off. Um, I would just say that he strategically defeated me with what you know he's the best at which is grappling and that and that's another reason why i need to close those holes in grappling but throughout my career and experience in competing in many different martial arts 
You know, I've yeah. seen a lot of things. I've seen people throw capoeira stances at me. I've seen kung fu stances. I've seen really low uh, wrestling stances with grappling. So yeah. I've seen a lot of approaches when it comes to the application of fighting. And in front of me, before me, many opponents have moved really oddly. And you just have to remember two things, rhythm and timing. If you can, if you can master the, of the observation of rhythm and timing of your opponent, it really doesn't really matter how they move. It was certainly an exciting fight, you know, in some aspects when the fight was standing and whatnot. But overall, are these the more frustrating fights maybe where you feel like you can get the better of him in the stand-up? But as far as the wrestling, it maybe neutralized a lot of what you can do. Is that is that is it a frustrating fight? Yeah, it was frustrating. I, w- I will say that whenever I go against a grappler uh, and they they try to hold me down, as they should, as, it, as it's strategically the sound thing to do, for me, it is a little frustrating. For one, I like to strike. Well, I'm glad you don't for complain two, about it because there's, there's plenty of guys that are like, oh, he's just taking me down and he's not doing anything. But at the same time, you know what he's going to do and you know, you're not doing anything about it. So at least credit to you for at least saying that, because there's other people that, you know, they're, they get upset by things like that, but yeah. you know, I mean, it happens. It's, it's a game, right? You, sure. Your goal, our goal is to win regardless of how we do it. We have to win. Impose and your strength is, too. Correct. Correct. And, and if, uh, if you, you can't be mad about strategy, if somebody defeats you with yeah. the strategy that they did, you can't do that. If you defeat them, strategically then you you know you're not going to complain if you win in a boring fight so um i would say it is frustrating for me as a fighter i'm not i don't hold anything against anybody as i just mentioned yeah but for the for the sake of just me and loving to strike and also for the sake of people me knowing that the fans love a good banger yeah i uh it does frustrate me a little bit that we didn't get to showcase the exchange of strikes but at the end of the game, when it comes to the sport, yeah, it is a, it was a fair win, you know. And when you're on the ground, was it more of a of a control kind of thing? Were you taking any serious damage down there, or was he sort of just controlling you down there, trying to maybe ride out the clock, you know, control the fight? I think he was, of course, he was trying to get some damage on the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they'll stand you up if nothing's going on. So, damage was trying to be delivered. Um, I didn't think I'd received any damage. I didn't feel like I was in trouble. I never really got hurt, knocked out, dazed, or anything. But it was very frustrating to not be able to get up, you yeah. know. And so aside from that, I would say it was mostly just controlled, very controlled and difficult to execute any type of get up or submission. But as far as damage goes, I don't think I received any yeah, fair enough, man. I don't want to harp on the last fight too much. I, I kind of just like to, you know, always speak about the last time we saw the fighter in action, get their thoughts on it. So it's good to, you know, get your thoughts on that. And I'm glad that you've been drilling the grappling, man. I think it'll only make your game better. Obviously, we know what you can do in the stand-up. Since we're on the subject of the 125-pound weight class, what do you make of the champion now, Pantoja, right? He took out, again, a guy we just brought up, uh, Moreno, very tough opponent, right? He's obviously the target everyone is gunning for. What do you make of Pantoja now as the champion in your weight class? What do you think about it? I think it's cool. I think uh, he's earned it. He's done really well. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I haven't seen a lot of promo for him. You know, when when Brandon Moreno and Figueroa uh, became the champ, you would see it everywhere. Yeah. But for some Is reason, he scheduled not... to fight anyone yet? I'm not entirely sure. 
I'm not sure to be honest, yeah, but I am very not. surprised as why there's not a lot of promo for him or about him being the champ. You know, you don't really see it as much when Figueroa and Brandon Moreno were champions. You were sure. reminded about it all the time. And I don't know why Pantoja is not getting that. Yeah, I, listen, I agree. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's not as popular as them. I don't know. Who knows? The UFC could be kind of a weird game. You know, sometimes the fans pick and choose who they want to be relevant, right? But I saw that last year, right? Because you had a pretty good year as far as last year. You had, I believe you had about, one of the, you were amongst the top of the UFC in significant strike accuracy, right? Are these yeah. things that you've been working on in the gym that you want? Are there like new things rather that you want that you've been working on in the gym that you want to show in the upcoming fights? Maybe not new records that you want to break, but are, are there new things that you want to break out that you haven't shown us yet? I want to land a 360 kick. I, I do so in sparring quite often, <laughs> but when it comes to the, the fight, sure. when it comes to the time of competition, of executing it, I perhaps take it too seriously to let myself just be and throw wherever it else, whatever it is that just comes to me. Um, I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but whenever you do something for fun, you're more likely to just throw careless out the window and do something that's super cool. Yeah. And whenever it's time to um, to compete and you take it a little seriously, sometimes we find ourselves a little more reserved and composed and maybe restricted on what is it that we're going to do or throw or showcase. So I want to get to the level where I'm comfortable enough, not only in training, but also in, on the stage, on the main stage, to just let myself be free and throw all the things that I do in sparring. Do you feel like you've been limited in your performances? Like, have you, I don't know, have you felt like maybe a little overwhelmed by the stage or anything? Do you feel like you put your best performance out there yet? I feel like I've put my best performance at that time. You know, every day of the fight, whenever it's fight time, I tell myself, today I'm going to give the best performance I can so that I can accomplish the goal, which is to win the fight. Right. And I think I don't, I don't hold back or anything. I don't think that I, I, keep myself from you know giving the best of myself but when it comes to innovation and when it comes to feeling free and careless in there mm -hmm. i um i think that that's something that many professionals do because it's taken so seriously i mean you don't want to get caught doing something stupid and sometimes we confuse stupid with innovative and it's, it's a very thin line really to to say oh is this going to be awesome or is this something that's kind of dumb and I just think it's awesome? Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so things like that, you know, and, and that is something that you start pondering on the spectrum of the artist of, of yourself. You know, martial arts, of course, is a sport, but when it comes to the performance of it, in a way, you're an artist because you're composing something creative, a creative way to defeat your opponent in, in this combat arena. And you, if you get too creative, you can steer away from what's practical. And if you get too practical, you can get caught in something that you get frozen by because you blocked your innovation and your creativity to do something about it. So there has to be a perfect balance of being able to stay adaptable to whatever comes and make sure that you don't abandon what's practical. Yeah, very well said. Um, and speaking of the arts and, you know, sort of expressing yourself and whatnot. I read in a past video or an interview, something along those lines where you talk about how music has been able to benefit you in mixed martial arts, right? 
that's obviously interesting and maybe has to maybe ties into what a little bit of what you just said. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like how how has music benefited you in the mixed martial arts sense? Well, one of the first things that I, that I, it helped me realize is the importance of practice. Just practice, constant practice. And when you say practice, you know, you may think, oh, well, I'll go to class like five, ten, seven times a week and what have you. And, and that's good. But I practice, for example, I'll practice a scale for like 30 minutes. Then right. I'll stand up and I'll go do something. Then I come back and I'll play it and I'll mess up. Those 30 minutes, as much as you think it's a long time of doing just one thing, just practicing one thing for 30 minutes, you would think it's enough, but it's not. So focusing, it, it really taught me how to practice martial arts. It taught me that a long time, what we perceive as a long time of practicing one particular move really just teaches us how to be comfortable with it. And then a lot more time has to be dedicated to that so that we can be proficient with it. And then more time has to be dedicated so that you can start doing it in actual live rounds. So the importance of practice is, you know, very present now in my in my martial arts, thanks to, to what music has taught me. And another very important thing that I've learned through music is the importance of remaining focused and at the same time and enjoying what is it that you're doing. Very, very often we find ourselves so focused on doing something that we no longer enjoy it. We forget we're enjoying it. We forget we like it because we're right. so focused on doing it correctly. And when we get too focused on doing it correctly, we stop half-assing it because we're not enjoying it. And when you start enjoying it too much, you lose focus and you mess up. So there has to be a perfect balance between enjoying and focus. And that's perhaps one of the most important things that music has taught me is how do I remain inspired to enjoy what is it that I'm doing and at the same time not get carried away and lose focus because in our sport, messing up means things like this, you know? Yeah. And and not enjoying it can also equate to things like this because you're half-assing it. So just maintaining the balance of those two things is very important. As a very uh, fine line, right? Very, very fine. Evident by, you know, your face. There's a very fine yeah. <laughs> line. Um, what instrument is it that I'm seeing you play on your Instagram? Is that, what is that? Because I'm not very uh, into, like, the musical instruments. I, I'm not sure what the name of it is. It's a cello, a violoncello. Sure. I thought yeah. maybe it was a cello, but I don't want to look stupid and say, is that a cello you're playing? So I just, yeah. I thought it would be better to ask you. You know what I mean? How long have you been playing that? Five years. I've been playing for about five years. Is it like, is it hard to play? Oh, I, I mean, I would say so. I would say it's hard to play. I, I didn't start it until I was an adult. So, you know, when you're a kid, I'm sure if you ask a five-year-old cellist if it's hard, they'll say, no, nah, it's it's not hard. I eat it. I do, I do it between my lunch and my breakfast. But for me, I mean, it's very difficult. I picked it up as an adult and just, you know, finding there's no frets. So you just have to make sure that you can, you hit the right notes but you can you can't look at it, right? You have to just look at the music and just muscle memory. Where is it that you're putting your fingers in so that you can yeah. hit the right note? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm not very good with the music stuff, but you seem to be a very talented guy as far as a mixed martial arts and music. And speaking of mixed martial arts, right at 32 years old now, how are you feeling compared to like say your 20s? Like, do you feel like you're still at your top level physically? 
Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I would say that in my 20s, I was very, my body was a little immature when it came to me understanding how my body works. It was just the knowledge that I had at the time of my martial arts and just me doing it. But now I have that. And the years of practice have given me a, a, a very a very complete awareness of how is it that my my body can move, how is it that my body can function, and therefore understanding the limits that I have and the limits that other bodies have. And, you know, I would say I'm, I'm still at the top of my game physically. I feel amazing. My cardio has always been great. Um, my strength has definitely improved. I, did, I, I didn't do much of strength and conditioning in my early 20s, and I have been doing it for the past four years. So I've definitely improved in that aspect. As far as the time frame upon like a return, when do you think we'll see you back out there again? If it was up to you? Well, I was, um, I was about to go into December into the Austin card to okay. substitute for CJ Bergara, but they found someone else. So that's good. They fill up that card and I'm hoping to be back somewhere really early next year if not january then february but you know as soon as possible that sounds exciting man i can't wait to see you get back in there listen it was good to check in with you seeing everything's good for you right now except for the cut but i'm sure that'll heal up quick i'm glad to see you <laughs> yeah. again yeah glad to see everything's good for you man uh appreciate you coming on and i'm again looking forward to seeing you back in there again looking forward to it. it's great talking to you all right man thank you so much